Hi, everybody. Welcome to Haunting Live Podcast this week. Uh, thanks very much for being here, everybody. And especially if you're new, thank you so much for following us on our social media on Facebook as well as Instagram and YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. We do have lots of videos up there for you to check out. And also for listening on the podcast apps. If you miss a live show right here, you can listen later on when you feel like it on the podcast apps. Um, but today we've reached a milestone. We've reached episode number 30 of season two, and we can't thank you guys enough for being supportive and following us for all this time here on Haunting Live. Uh, today we're going to take a little bit of a different turn. Uh, normally we talk about mediumship and psychic stuff and all that with the paranormal, but today we are going to talk a little more on the haunting side of things, and we have a special guest all the way from the USA. Uh, she's in Minnesota, and she's going to be talking to us today about her location, which is called the Boyd House. And it has a lot of stories, a lot of history, and hopefully a lot of interesting stories as well that she can talk about in uh, paranormal hauntings that they have there down in the U.S. So let's say hello to Jill today. Hey, hi. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, it's uh, awesome to have you here on Haunting Live. Um, we usually talk about different topics, um, one of them being uh, paranormal stuff, obviously, but uh, we don't always have uh, that paranormal topic here on the show, so it's great to have somebody that actually owns a haunted location like yourself to talk about the history and experiences of that location. So um, let's get right into that. Uh, what happened? Uh, how did you come about the property? And tell us a bit about the history of the location. Uh, well, I myself have been a paranormal investigator for well over 10 years. And so our team would start out traveling to well-known haunted locations in the U.S. just to do investigations. And that's kind of where I got the idea of uh, owning my own haunted location. I thought that would be really fun to do. Uh, so then in 2018, financially, I was able to fulfill that dream. Uh, I came across the Boyd House. I was just kind of doing my own research online, you know, for houses for sale, fitting the criteria. and I'm not, you know, for myself, I'm not really don't feel like I have any psychic abilities, but I was really, sometimes I feel kind of sensitive to certain things. Uh, so I was really, really drawn to the Boyd house. Um, something just was like, when, you know, when you find something, you're like, this is it, this is the one, you know, whether it's cars or houses or whatever you're looking for, that's exactly how I felt about the Boyd house. And so then we had set up a time to go look at it and we did, uh, brought some equipment. So we kind of do a mini investigation and we got um, some interaction uh, with our equipment. Our REM pod had gone off and um, we got some good responses on our spirit box. So then uh, I was like, well, that was a little bit of stuff. So now I need to check with a medium that I really trust. And she said, oh yeah, there's, there's like six spirits there. And um, so I was like, okay, well, you know what, I'm just going to ask the people that live there because you would think that they would have 
some experiences. And then they started, uh, they were real hesitant to talk about it. And as we've moved forward and have done more with the house, with more paranormal getting out there, they're more comfortable talking about it. But at the time, um, they did have some experiences that they uh, heard like old time music playing. Their daughter sometimes would see a man, um, just kind of different things. And they just kind of blew it off. Um, and as, as people started coming forward, like I said, we're hearing more stories about people who've been touched. Um, what was really interesting with the house is the psychic had told me that there was a man there that liked to garden. And he would come in through the back door. And I never told anybody that story. But when I met one of the people in the neighborhood, they said, oh, my daughter can see spirits. And she sees a man in the garden and he comes through the back door. So that was kind of a, a really good validation that, that somebody um, had correlated with, with the, what the psychic had said. That's good that you can get that validation, especially right away, because I know you've told me you haven't had the property for that long. Um, you haven't owned it for that long. So, um, sorry, my camera is just not working. There we go. Sorry about that. My camera seems to be oh, that's okay. freezing a little bit today. <laughs> Probably brought some energy back from us. We were just out at a haunted location to this past weekend, so... <laughs> that happens sometimes <laughs> yeah for sure so um let's go back to the history part of the home how old is the home that do you know of like how far back in history have you found so far uh so the house itself was built in 1901 but our deed goes back to 1884 when the town was actually founded when they put the st louis minneapolis railroad uh, running through there so it was a big booming railroad town back in the day um, actually, the tracks still to this day pretty much run right through the backyard of the property. Um, so they used to, the town itself used to have like hotels and restaurants and, you know, different uh, grocery stores, hardware stores, just everything. Um, and now it's pretty much a dying town. Um, there's not not a whole lot left to it. There's probably about 150 people in town with a very handful of businesses today. Um, but there was a lot of, um, what we found out too is the property is boarded up against the Sioux Dakota reservation line. So there could have been some, some things that happened with that as well. Nothing that I found particular in history, but I guess the, the most thing that I found with the house in 1912, uh, Fred Eckert and his family moved into that home and they both died in that home in 1958. Two of their children passed away in that home. And we do get a lot of children activity um, we also have confirmation that Fred is still there. Um, so we get a, a lot of EVPs saying I'm Fred or people hear Fred's coming. Um, so, so we do know Fred for sure is still there. He was a big uh, town founder back in there. He owned his own specialty store. Um, and then he was also helped build one of the churches. He was on the fire uh, team. He also was on the school board. So just a lot of, you know, why he would stay. And yeah, we found out that Fred is the one who loved to garden because we've actually talked to his, um, his grandson. And so he came over to the house and that was really fun to see because he like showed us like where they used to have this type of piece of furniture and, and, you know, kind of what it was like and, you know, what, um, you know, his grandma used to make for dinner. And I think it made a lot better connection for us to the spirits, because I do ask a lot of questions of things that you normally wouldn't find in a book and, and they do answer me 
on certain questions. For instance, um, I was told that Minnie fell down the stairs and broke her arm once. And I, so I asked who fell down the stairs on a spirit box and plain as day, it said Minnie. So yeah, we do get some validation with that. So it's kind of, I think it's a little bit better connection for him too. So that, that's kind of the history that we know and, and other families. I know we had another lady that died in there in the 70s because we have five confirmed deaths in the house at this point. All natural causes. Um, you know, I know one of the children choked to death. I believe they were like five or six years old when they choked to death. And then another one died in infancy. Um, and then the other three were, you know, um, just old age, but, you know, they still passed away in the home. Well, it's always good when you can interact with somebody that's currently living to the history of the home because it almost acts like a trigger object as well, right? Because you're bringing that energy back into the home to interact with them. So it makes sense that the spirits will be drawn more forward to you. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I'm always finding stuff when he told me that uh, just recently I brought down a smoking stand because he said, oh, they had a smoking stand. It was right here. And he just kind of remembered a lot. So I just actually purchased one and put that in the same spot. We actually got an original bench back in um, to that house that used to be up at the city city board members. And so they were um, looking to rehome that. And so I took that back <laughs> and brought that back into the home. So that was kind of cool. Um, we've we've kind of taken the house back and done a lot of renovations, bringing it back to the 1900s, you know, doing the old Victorian wallpaper. Um, all our furniture is the old antique Victorian style furniture. Um, just to kind of give it that vibe. Yeah, is there a lot of original pieces in there that would keep the energy from the spirits, like that uh, used to belong to them, or like a museum almost? Um, nothing. That the only thing I have original is that bench. Otherwise, it's just um, period pieces that I have purchased um, that I felt that would fit the home for what I was looking for. But you just never know what's attached to those things too, because you know they, you know, spirits can get attached to objects and. We've also purchased some dolls that are supposedly haunted. Now, where they are or not, I don't know, but they are there. So That's really weird you bring up dolls because we just did a location as well here in our province of Ontario. We actually go to a farmhouse and they have an old doll that is sitting on one of the beds up there as well. And it's really creepy because it has like an original... Um, death mask of the child that they used to do back in the day make the oh, faces from wow. the deceased right so um it's got an old porcelain face to it and it's really creepy so that is creepy and actually we're just having a contest sort of thing right now where people can submit names for the doll because we don't have a name for that doll yet so <laughs> <laughs> thought we'd run that little thing see if we can get a name for it but <laughs> it's still creepy though oh, um, yeah, dolls, dolls are yeah have you had any energy brought into the home that you found, or is it mostly from the original family? Uh, you know, it's hard to tell. You know, I, I don't really know if things have amped up more because we're investigating. Um, you know, we could be creating that, and I wouldn't say a portal, but a, a beacon, as you would say, because I feel like we we get a lot sometimes of the, like, I get the name Henry a lot, but I cannot find any correlation on any deeds or anything about a gentleman named Henry. Um, but then we also just get names that are just, you know, random, and then we never hear that name again. Um, so I don't know. I kind of feel sometimes if you're like doing some of this type of stuff, or a lot of people are investigating at a place, you're creating an energy, you're creating some sort of place for some spirits to maybe just say their piece, or maybe they just come there and go, hey, this is kind of a cool little location. I'm going to hang out here. So 
yeah, there's always those uh, through spirits or the land spirits that come in and um, they just want to say hi sometimes and announce themselves, right? They just want to be heard too. So um, not necessarily you're going to get all family spirit. You're going to get the land spirits as well too. So right. even with people investigating, I think you're going to get people that bring that energy with them into the home as well. Oh, yeah, because everybody I found, even when my team goes, if we're missing certain people, we don't have the same type of energy that we're we're normally used to. So, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with that, too. And, and it's also in, in how you investigate, too, you know, and I think that has a, has a lot to do with it, too. We tend to be real respectful. Um, all our spirits are real friendly. We don't have anything negative. Sometimes they can get a little cranky. Um, but that's just because they're just, you know, they're older people and they're like, I'm done for the day. Go away. So, you know. Well, not only that, spirits don't cooperate all the time either. Just say, I'm not talking to you today and you'll get nothing either. So, yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my favorite EVP I got out of there, we've gotten quite a few, but um, one of my favorite ones is we get a lady all the time and I don't, she's never told us her name, but she always has the same. We always get the same voice. She's really kind of crotchety like this. Like she smokes a lot of cigarettes. Um, and I was in the bedroom and I was just cleaning. And when I'm there, I'm just always just talking to him. And I was just, I was the only one in the house too. And I was rambling on about, Hey, I'm going to a wedding this weekend. You ever been to a wedding? I'm just going on and on and on. So when I get home, I get this EVP and I'm talking. So she said something, but while I was talking, so I couldn't quite hear what she said. But then when I pause, she's like, I'm trying to sleep, but she was really crabby about it. So that's like, you know, here I'm just interrupting her nap time and I'm just talking away. Well, she told you what she was doing and uh, you respect <laughs> that and say sorry and move on. So talk to her later. Yeah. <laughs> They're always going to be there later. So. Um, so you originally had this home, you've had it for a couple of years now. You know a little bit about the history about it. Um, tell me some of the stories that you've had happen to yourself so far. Like, have you personally had any experiences in the home? Uh, yeah, I felt like my shirt get tugged on, um, you know, sometimes like a tapping. I'll get like, feel like an energy around me, almost like, uh, like you just, an electric hug is one I want to say. You just kind of, you just kind of get that feel. When you know things are around you, I've had a lot of equipment interaction, a lot of spirit box responses and EVPs. Uh, my husband actually saw an apparition on the stairwell. He said he was coming in through the front door carrying some stuff and he looked up and he said there was a woman there and she was just there for like a split second. He's like, I thought it was you for a second. And then she was gone. So that was his first time ever actually seeing something. And I've never actually truly seen something in these 10 years. Um, I have actually seen uh, shadow figures, but never a true apparition. So I was a little jealous about that. <laughs> but yeah, I've had to move objects, throw objects out the table for me. Um, I was actually down there this weekend and, and just doing when I'm there, which you forgot or I forgot when I bought a house, I have to actually take care of it versus when I go somewhere. So I was, you know, just doing cleaning. So I was in what's the second kid's room. And I had just, I have a dollhouse in there that I actually converted into an exact replica of the Boyd house. So like all the rooms look the same. I put the same wallpaper and carpet, furniture, everything. So just to give it that extra creepy factor. So that's, that's in there. And I was in there just chatting, just, Hey, how's it going? Thanks for hanging out. I was, everybody's been saying how wonderful you guys have been. And all of a sudden one of the doors that dollhouse opened all the way, just real slow, just all the way. I was like, well, hello. 
you know, so we talked and then uh, later I came back in and I had my bet and I had set up a camera because I brought him a little stuffed kitty. I wanted to see if they played that. So I was getting that all set up with the REM pod. And so the camera's on at this point. So when I review it, I'll have it. But I turned my back to do something. Then when I turned around, then the bottom door of the dollhouse had swung open. So and, and those doors have never just opened on their own. They always have stage shuts. Um, this is nothing. You know, this is something new. Um, yeah, so we, we tested it out. The only way they would open is if you jumped up and down really close to it and a lot, you know, to get it to, to actually start to start to move open. And so, yeah, it was pretty cool to have that happen. So, yeah, that must have been like a personal message for just you then because it happened only when you were there. So they yeah. must have been at least reaching out and telling you, hi, I'm here. So I know I texted uh, my investigator uh teresa and i said oh my gosh i'm at the point i'll never guess what happened she's like oh why couldn't i've been there when that happened <laughs> so. so yeah um so you started having experience yourself how long ago since you bought the home did you start having things happen right uh, away, at or? first you know at first it was really slow going and i was like oh my gosh did i make a mistake here maybe this house isn't haunted but I think what a lot of it was is they didn't understand what was going on because they had the previous people lived there for 30 years and blew pretty much everything off um, just because they didn't want to acknowledge what was going on. Like they had experiences, but they just put it behind them like, okay, that didn't really happen. And nobody talked about it. So nobody really interacts. So I'm the first one coming in trying to make communication, trying to get them to do stuff. So it probably took about a month or so. And finally, one day I just had like a little REM pod teddy bear that just lights up if they touch it. And I was in the kids room and I was like, hey, you guys, you really just got to show me that you're here. Um, people bring you toys. I got you toys. People bring you more toys. They'll bring you stuff. You just got to let them know that you're here. And then that night that bear went on and off for like two hours. <laughs> um, so that so that was really good. And I think I just spent a lot of time with them explaining what things were, how they worked. Um, and it just took them a little bit of time. And I think now they're learning a little bit more how to manipulate stuff because it, it seems like it's getting more and more active um, with people. And I, and I think that is true with any location where people are coming multiple times. They do start to learn, you know, how to make that that REM pod work or I know how to talk on a spirit box or so I think they do learn how to manipulate that stuff once once they get the hang of it. It does take them a while. I found that doing investigations as well, that it takes the spirit, well, number one, some time to get to know your energy as well, because they don't know who you are, so they don't know your intentions. So until they get to know you and what you're doing, first of all, but then yes, to learn what your intent is and what equipment you have to communicate with, um, takes them a little while to get used to that. Um, one thing I was going to ask you too was, um, I think about, oh, what do you two knowing it was haunted in the first place was there stories about it or something in the past that you heard or did you just um hear something from somebody that it was haunted or no i was just really drawn to it when i was doing that search i just kind of had a really good feel for it and like we had talked before how moving forward to, to show that there were spirits there um so that, that's just kind of my intuitive intuitiveness of that yeah, intuition can be a great help in the paranormal field because you'll sense those things. So we get that as well. Like we'll just sense when there's energy around. So 
Um, so how, how, how long have you had people actually coming in now? Have you had a lot of groups come through so far since you've had it open? And um, how do people actually get in contact with you if you, they want to come and investigate that location? Yeah, well, we purchased the house in 2018. So that was the first year that we opened up um, for investigations. And since then, we've probably had about 200 different teams come through there. Um, most of them have had quite a lot of uh, different experiences. Uh, you know, anywhere from touching and voices and seeing things, shadows, and just a ton of different stuff. Um, but yeah, we do allow anybody to come in for overnight paranormal investigations. And um, so you can contact us at stcroyparanormal.com, or you can just direct email us at voidhouse217 at yahoo.com, or find us on Facebook under St. Croix Paranormal or Boyd House. Um, you can just private message us that way too. So lots of different ways to get a hold of us to schedule an, an overnight. And approximate cost of people coming in, how much do you charge for people overnight? Well, what we do is it's uh, you get it from 3 p.m. till noon the next day. So we give you quite a bit of time to come in, get set up, have some dinner, investigate, catch a little bit of sleep before you go home. Um, we uh, keep it under a group of eight people. And then um, we charge one seventy five for the whole night for the whole group of eight. That's pretty good. And has it been going so far? What type of evidence have uh, the groups found that correlates with your evidence so far? Uh, we get a lot of the same names, a lot of the Freds and the mini um, saying that they're still there via different, whether it's EVPs or equipment interaction. Um, we found that they like to play cards. And I found out that Minnie was a very love to play cards. Um, so she will gladly sit down and play cards with you um, with using equipment. Um, she really likes the game 21. So <laughs> she, she will actually use the equipment to tell you when she wants to hit or stay on something. Um, and it's just incredible to, because it's, it's for real. Like if she was a real person playing, which she is, she's in a different form. Um, that actually hits on it when you're supposed to and stays when you're not. So, uh, or when you're supposed to. So yeah, that's, that's quite incredible on that. So a lot of people get that, um, a, a lot of the same type of experience that people get. Um, but most of it correlating to that Eckert family, um, or kids, you know, we get, we have quite a bit of kids. Um, so yeah, we're still learning. Everybody's kind of learning the same, this different stuff and hopefully we can help them out and, Ask them all the time what they want, and uh, I can bring them anything. So. <laughs> What's the most common piece of evidence people have? Is it shadows, or is it EVP, or? Oh, I think it depends on the day, really. But I would say for sure, um, people will get like equipment interaction would be the number one thing that I would say they get some sort of something to go off. But we do hear uh, quite frequently. It's not every time, but I'd say the most frequent thing I hear people say is that they hear footsteps or kids laughing and playing upstairs. And I myself have actually heard, wasn't a child, but, um, I was sleeping upstairs and there's like floor grates in between. So you can easily hear what's down below what's going on. They were open cause it's winter time. So I want the heat to get up there. And I just woke up early and I was just laying there and I'm like, oh, this is nice. I'm just going to relax. And all of a sudden I could hear talking going on in the kitchen, which is right below me. And I was like, oh, the girls must be up because there are two of them were sleeping downstairs. So I go down there and they're sound asleep, but it was plain as day. I heard women talking. So it's like, okay, well, I'm going to go downstairs in the basement and tidy up. 
And then I started hearing footsteps and moving around. I'm like, okay, well, they're up now. So then I get, I go up there and they're still sleeping. (laughs) And then I hear walking around upstairs on the level I was just sleeping on. And I'm like, okay, my friend Donna's, she's got to be up. She's got to be up. So I kind of crept up the stairs a little bit and I listened and I could hear her. She was still snoring. And I'm like, oh my God, you guys are totally messing with me today is what I said. So. Yeah, they wanted to let you know they were there for sure. And it sounds like you have a lot of stuff happening. You get EVPs, you get footsteps, you get audio, and then your husband even saw the apparition as well. So sounds like it's definitely active there. Yeah, we get yeah different things. It's always different. Like I never had the attic door open on me. Like, and all of a sudden people started reporting, oh my gosh, the attic door is opening. And I'm like, okay, when I go there, I'm going to double check on this. And you can take that door and shake it. You know, all the doors are from the 1900s. So they're kind of, you know, they're, they got that rattly if the wind were to blow them, but they don't blow open. Like you really have to pull, you actually have to turn the knob really to get that door to open. And it was just, uh, we were getting ready to leave one day and I came out of one room and I looked and the attic doors open and I yelled to my husband, like, did you go up in the attic? He's like, no, I haven't been up there. So I was like, ah, I'm like, I closed it. I'm like, will you guys just quit opening this right now? Because <laughs> we have bats sometimes and I don't want them getting in the house. So. <laughs> yeah, no, bats buzzing your head in the home is not good either. So yeah. <laughs> well, at least you know it's them doing it. And you just say politely, you know, thank you for not opening the door. We, we know it's you and move on. So, yeah. um, well, that's really amazing that you have such energy there that interacts with you. Um, how often is it that things happen? Is it fairly steady energy or is it once in a while or? I mean, you usually get something every time that you go, you know, it's not going to be nonstop. It's not like how Hollywood makes it seem like, you know, action, you know, 24 seven, you know, any paranormal investigator knows 90% is spent sitting in the dark going, hello, is anybody there? Um, But yeah, usually you'll get something, you know, for sure. Some, some nights are way more active than others. Um, You know, just, just kind of depends. I've just the last three people that were in, that they had just a ton of stuff going on while they were there. Well, that's great that you allow that and that you're able to have that opportunity to have people come in and investigate and find evidence on their behalf and hopefully connect that also with the history of the home as well. So um, thank you so much, though, for coming on, Jill. I appreciate you telling your story and the history of the home as well. And uh, we did talk about how to get a hold of you, but do you want to give your website and stuff again just before we let you go? Yeah, sure. It's stcroyparanormal.com or the email boydhouse217 at Yahoo or visit us on Facebook under St. Croix Paranormal or Boyd House. And you're located in Minnesota, USA? Correct. We are in Boyd, Minnesota. It's about 145 miles southwest of the Twin Cities. Wonderful. Again, thank you so much for taking your time out to be here with us at Haunting Live today. I appreciate that very much. And it was wonderful to hear your stories here today as well. So. Well, thanks for having me. I enjoyed being here. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that was Jill of the Boyd House down in Minnesota, USA, a haunted property that she owns down there. She does have it open for tours and investigations, and you can actually book an overnight investigation if you're a paranormal team and go down there and check it out. Uh, Sounds like she has tons of history on it. She has a lot of people coming through. She's had like over 200 people already. 
uh, or people come through and check it out. So they seem to be getting a lot of evidence down there. So thank you very much, Jill, for being on our show today here at Haunting Live. Greatly appreciate it. We have reached episode number 30 of season two already, guys. Thank you so much for following us on social media here on Facebook. We do Facebook Live every Sunday at four o'clock here or there. And um, we also put it up to our YouTube as well afterwards. We launch that on YouTube premiere the same night around 11 o'clock. So watch for that post if you missed the live show here today um, as well we put it up to the podcast app so if you missed either of those you can actually just listen to the show later on as well on the podcast apps uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in we won't keep it too long today we had a busy weekend here at haunted life we are down at the queen's inn hotel in stratford this past weekend and um, don't forget we have ghost of the queens coming up this halloween weekend 2021 tickets are on sale right now so go to our website hauntedlifepodcast.com to check out our pricing on the tickets it's uh, 140 for the two-day event it's uh, the friday and saturday of halloween weekend so come join us for a great investigation weekend and also don't forget to check out our merch on our website we have added a bunch of new items to the merch store so if you're new here please go check that out and also if you're new here thank you very much for following us on facebook and tuning in each and every week right here on haunted life podcast we have great guests each and every week so uh, don't forget to tune in around four o'clock live here on facebook and otherwise guys have a great weekend thank you so much for following and we'll see you again next week but for me what shamanism is, is a way of working directly with the spirit in order to bring about healing, either our own healing or the healing of our families and communities. And I would go out and I would just communicate with all the animals that were close, like frogs and birds and snakes. And it came very apparent to me that my parents didn't understand the concept of me saying I could speak to the animals. My parents uh, would say I could see things and feel things and hear things. And um, so, you know, growing up in a household uh, that had a lot of paranormal activity, um, you know, was something of a normality for me. Uh, and I, I remember um, when I was about um, 10 or 11, I remember taking a book out of the library on palm reading during recess with giving everybody palm reading. <laughs> so. Baby, I don't like it in here. It was mad.